0: Welcome to the New Books Network. I'm Caleb Zachron, assistant editor of the New Books Network. Today I'm speaking with photographer and documentarian, Rolinda Koble about the book, Fascination of Science, 60 Encounters with Pioneering Researchers of Our Time. A brilliant collection of portraits and interviews, fascination of science is a wonderful gateway into the world of contemporary scientists. Belinda, thank you for joining me today on the New Books Network.
1: Hello. Thank you for to be here and that we could talk together.
0: Of course, you know th- this is this is actually a, you know such a fun fun book to read, and I think you know especially in the, in this world today where there's so many so much scientific research going on, and it feels like uh, you know it's hard to keep up with everything. Th- this book really helped humanize uh, the world of science by by sh- showcasing. Uh, the people that are that are working on these really just disparate and incredible projects. But before jumping into that, I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background.
1: I'm a photographer, I'm an artist. I I do and I have a lot of exhibitions. I did around 15 books. Uh, so I'm doing photographs, interviews, text, videos, and films. So I'm uh, an artist maybe like Leonardo da Vinci so he did a lot of t- different things too
0: and you know are there any particular particular projects that you've done before um, that helped inspire this work like how, how did this particular project come about was there was there a, a spark that led to it and
1: um, not really but you know I'm very curious like the it's a main thing that scientists have to have. So that's also connected with me, I'm very curious. And so I visited also some meetings with scientists and um, I was impressed that they had to take their um, research in just in to tell the audience in 15 minutes. So they really had to think about what's really important. And I thought, that's fantastic. So I could make a book who really is not really only addressed to scientists, but also to the public, because science is so interesting and so important for our future. Uh, so I thought, I will do it, and of course I will do it internationally. And also I thought, if I choose the personalities who are laureates or really successful scientists, that might be uh, an inspiring book or uh, thing for the young people because young people are always looking for role models. And these scientists who are in the book, they are really role models. So that's some of my um, thinking what what I would like to do with this book.
0: How did you come up with these 60 scientists? Did you have a bigger list that you then called down, or did you not have a particular number in mind and you were just you know, going and meeting people and then a new person would appear uh, out of the woodwork, so to speak?
1: No, I really uh, was reading a lot, searching a lot, also talking to other scientists who really experienced this. And so I, I was looking for the most important scientists in every field, you know, from AI to, uh, to the traditional, like, physics or uh, chemistry and so on. So I had the whole large... Of um, f- different fields in in science, that was one thing. And also, then after the research, and I think who I have, and also some people helped me a little bit to get the to do the to make the door open, you know, because some of them were really very difficult to to get some time with them. And and also, I made a list internationally. And I, was, I spent a whole month in USA, I went to China, I went to uh, France, to England, to Israel, to just all over, to Auckland, Australia, and so on, that I really have the international, yeah, very famous crowd of scientists. and um, And it was really planned, yeah.
0: I would love to hear, you know, some of the stories of meeting some of these scientists. If there's, there's a, you know, maybe two or three uh, particular people that you would like to talk about as particular and in, particularly interesting encounters.
1: Yeah, you know, for instance, one scientist in Israel, uh, he told me uh, it's Avniya David Avniya. He told me after a successful day, you may have changed the world because you have created new knowledge. I think that's a fantastic quote because, um, yeah, you can change the world when you really uh, do research a lot. And if you, you know, and also that's one thing, what scientists really have all of them in a certain way in common. Their curiosity, their big curiosity, but also they have, have to have an impossible mixture of perseverance. And flexibility. And uh, so, this kind of skills are really needed as a scientist. And also, for instance, Richard there, he uh, stu- uh, is researching in Stanford. I asked him, What's about success? And then he told me, What are you talking about? Nine of 10 experiments are failures. And so you have to go on and on and on and always uh, looking for the next one. And maybe a failure is not a failure. You really have to look and analyze it. And then maybe you get new ideas, but it's never a failure. And uh, some of them told me also learn through failures. And back to Richard there, then he told me, when we were talking about curiosity, he said you know, never grow up, you know, because as a child we have a big amount of curiosity. Always, we always asking why, why, why. Said you know, never stop asking why, uh, because don't grow up, but not be kin- kindish, uh, but you have to lose your curiosity that makes the world much richer and you too also. So that's wonderful experiences. And, you know, they were full of wisdom and they were so so smart also, you know, I liked it very much.
0: Yeah. There were, there were two people in your list. Um, I, I, you know, I have to admit, I wasn't familiar with a lot of these, these scientists, um, you know, which is, I think part of the point of the book is to kind of, Highlight these people that are so influential today, uh, but that the average person might not know. But the two names that I was really familiar with uh, were Eric Kandel uh, and Jennifer yes. Doudna. Du- um, and yeah. I would love to hear about the experience meeting them uh, and what you learned uh, in your in your conversations with them.
1: Yeah. Eric hey, Kandel, it's really also an outstanding personality. You know, now he's, uh, he's already now over 90. And now um, I just we exchanged mails, and he told he told me that he now is retired. But um, and he told me also he is every day he went to the lab, and he was wor- walking every day because he said that's very good and it um, it mean uh, keep the illness away. And and also he was he was, he, had, he told me a very nice story. He had the also he's a Lurian. Uh, prize uh, winner, and um, and then he was also working like day and night, and then once um, he his on a weekend, his wife was on the in the, was standing at the door, in the door with the baby in the arms, and you know now we ha- you have to change. You're always working day and night and weekends and so on. We don't see you anymore, and so uh, then, of course, he changed a bit. But that it's an example that the scientists not—they are not tired of working. They are—they are so fascinated that they can't stop working, and that when they work on the weekend, that's pleasure, not a duty, you know. And uh, so that he's very well, and he has a huge humor and. It's it's a pleasure just to talk to him, and uh, Jennifer Dodner, He's also she is very special too. She got the Nobel Prize also together with Emmanuel Charpentier, the French uh, and uh, a scientist, and the both of them. I would say uh, they got the Nobel Prize because they were working together. So excellent. So both of them needed the other for this uh, for the research. CRISPR Cas nine, the teen sister, sister, and um, and uh, she told me that already as a child uh, she was already challenged by her father. You know because her father always on when evening meal uh, at the dinner, he uh, talked to her. But not in, a, in the way that fathers or parents talking with the children, you know, now you're a child. No, he really took her very serious and challenged her with, uh, with questions. And she really had to not fight, but hard discussions with her father. And so she had, from the beginning on, uh, I would say very much support to go this way and uh, and also also besides she had has children but she was always working never stopped working and um, it's the same with her you know she's working almost or was working uh, almost around the clock
0: another yeah another person that you also met too was George Church the geneticist Yes. Um and right. this is also one of my favorite photos in the entire book. It's uh, The photo is him looking down at his hand. Uh, yeah. the, the motif throughout the entire book, I, I should say for listeners, too, uh, is that each interview is featured along with a photograph, a black and white photograph of the scientist with uh, their most essential core idea written down on the palm of their hand. Um, and George Church, it's a great photograph of him. Most people are looking at the camera, but he's looking down yeah. at his at his hand and it's very very yes, in a very right. contemplative way. Yeah. Uh, so what was the experience like talking with him? You
1: know, he is an outstanding personality, really outstanding personality. And you know, um he had, he is doing all the so many different things in research, so many. And he's he hasn't any he is not anxious at all, and he is so full of courage. Just to try things, to try things out, you never have to have seen before. And also, he is—I would say—he is also one of the scientists who tries to make the unthinkable thinkable and to show it. And so he has—he um, also made little brains, you know, of himself. And I think that's very curious to see the little brains of yourself, and so re, in a way, recuperated uh, himself, and uh, and also he um, did so um, so new researches, and uh, also he had a very interesting biography. That's one thing that I always asked the scientists how was your way up to the top that's very important and he was uh, had a very difficult childhood and but even so he just made his way he w- went in a in a certain way he go yeah he went his way and always tried things out and always when it was difficult he mastered it and uh, I think it's he could be a role model also for uh, to be uh, courageous and curiosity curiosity and uh, also p- for perseverance. And he is so he is also a colorful personality, really colorful. You should everybody should read his interview, and uh, I think. This kind of personalities also make uh, change the world.
0: So, when you when you were talking to to scientists like George, you know, as you note, he has a very very colorful personality. Um, but did you did you notice a maybe a through line between the personalities, more introverted versus extroverted, or did people have all sorts of different personalities and character quirks?
1: Yeah, they're they're really different. First of all, uh, you know, there are some bias about uh, scientists that people think they are nerds or boring and so on, but they aren't that at all. You know, they're really fascinating personalities. And, uh, but you have to be interested not only on the, what they are doing, uh, you should be interested on what, what kind of personality they are. You know, and then in the interviews they are telling me very openly about their childhood, about their youth, what they are thinking. And so you really can see, uh, you can almost feel their personality. And and for instance, the, the mathematics people, scientists, they are really more introvert because I think probably because they always have to think about figures and figures and on and on. So it's very different for instance to compare with George Church for instance and um, and and all the by the way the mathematics there is no Nobel Prize there's they get every four years the Fields Medal for scientists mathematic scientists will get uh yeah four and every four years and they have to be under forty so it's really a tough selection in the ma- in mathematic and uh so um and I think it's also fla- maybe we should talk about the women and men in science because um I have several Nobel Prize winners with um, Francis Arnold, for instance, also a fantastic personality. You, you mentioned already Geneva uh, Dudner and Emmanuel Charpentier. Uh, and they were now, they are already the younger generation. But the generation like Francis Arnold, they really had a tough way up to the top. And um, but nowadays, they are, women are more well received, and also the um, the hurts uh, I would say, are a bit smaller than in this generation. and also um uh, maybe all the, the situations are going better in taking care for children, for instance, Francis Arnold told me. Uh, After two days, I was in the lab again with the baby on the arm. So that's the kind of tough situations this woman had to master, you know. And uh, yeah, that's it was difficult for women, but it's going better. It of course science uh, is a man's world, but it's changing. As you mentioned before, it was very important to me uh, or for me that's. I wanted to photograph the scientists in a different way, not just like the old man. Uh, so I asked them, as you mentioned, uh, to write their formula or their philosophy on their palms, and they liked the idea very much. And uh, to bring the personality, you know, the what they are doing, what they are, what kind of research they are doing, and their face, their Personality together. I asked him to hold the hand very close to the face, and in the first, in first, but, but by the way, they liked the idea to write it on the hand, hand, and and, uh, and then uh, in the beginning they were a little bit stiff, and then Satya, yeah, you can do whatever you like, just play a little around. I didn't give orders what they have to do. And then they started to play, put the hand on the top or the side or the down, and it was really very playful. Elements uh, appeared, and I think it is also um, what scientists are—a little bit like child. They la- like to draw and they like to play, and I think these elements, scientists, a successful scientist. Um, still have it and so I think so the um, both things my idea and their attitude gets very well together and it's though the pictures are really like you haven't seen the scientists never in this way before yeah I guess.
0: Yeah no I, I think uh, you know there's definitely a sort of a you know a, 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 this almost like a childlike wonder that comes through in a lot of these photographs um you know they they, either either looking at their hand in a way or you know looking off into the distance almost you know thinking about about the the um the equation or the idea written on the palm of their their hand um you you know was it hard for when you asked the scientists to write down their their core idea on their palm was it hard for some of them or for many of them was it was it very easy to come up with what they should put on their palm
1: it was easy. I was surprised that it was so easy. But uh, I think they have liked the idea very much because it's new for them. They are all normally they are always photographed in the same style but also the playful element, it was in addition. And the other one showed me that they're really so into their research that they don't have to think about it. It's just there in their mind, in their brain, so that they immediately wrote their um, philosophy or their formula on the palm. I was surprised, uh, and therefore um, the, the, the portraits, were so different, you know. You see them smile, you see them laughing, or uh, and one surprise was, is there too, you know, uh, because some of them hold the hands, the fingers quite very tight together. Some of them just making like this, very elegant. And so you see the whole variety of how men or human beings can hold their hand. And now that it's also a storytelling how they hold their hands, you know, very tight or loose or uh, up or down. And so there's, besides uh, the wonderful interviews, that's a second story in the picture. Yeah.
0: I thought it was, what, what I sort of liked about it too is You know how essential our hand is, just for humans, for early tool usage, and um, just just using the 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 hand as this place to to you know you know typically it's used to for tools, but also just to showcase the ideas. Um, It just reminded me of of the kind of long connection that we've had had you know from our earliest days, uh, you know as humans uh, to the hand as a tool to now this hand as this place where we can represent such complex ideas that you know, our ancestors probably would have never, <laughs> never been able to imagine. Um, you know, the, the, the last question that I have for you is, this is just, you know, because you, you interviewed so many people and you went to so many places, just about the international character of science. Um, you know, what was your sort of experience to, when you were in different places, were there uh, different attitudes or mores, or did you feel that there was a bit of a universal character to the scientists uh, that kind of, you know, transcended national borders?
1: Uh, I will say, let me say, I think that curiosity is one they have in common all over the world. You know, ob- uh, either in China or USA or or England, uh, Israel. It doesn't matter. And also their perseverance and flexibility. That's uh, I would say that's a three and um, three things they have all in common. But also that they are totally fascinated and uh, driven they are really driven and uh, and and that they can't stop really working and uh, so I think that's that's the main thing and and also uh, that they they are interested to give new let's see new, or change the world in a certain way, make new tools, with new results of scientists, of science. And, you know, that's all that the new they can change the world. I think that's also, it's one point, and uh, that they are so working like day and night. And, um, you know, because... They have long ways where they are not successful because there are so many failures, or this uh, interview doesn't, um, the the um, re- research doesn't succeed, you know, the experiment. And even so, n- never gave up, never. It and all over the world, it's the same. And that this kind of attitudes or uh, it's in common. And also, what they were telling me, what they really fascinate is that they're can thinking, or that's important, thinking out of the box uh, and uh, to create new things. And th- these, this thinking out of the box, that's also one of the main thing. And yeah, the unthinkable make thinkable and also to not only to think about it, but also to make it. That's, uh, I think that's... Uh, they all have in common, yeah.
0: Well, Herlinda, thank you so much for being a guest on the New Books Network. The book is Fascination of Science: 60 Encounters with Pioneering Researchers of Our Time. Uh, it's a it's a really fun read. Um, you know, I I really recommend people get. It's the type of book where you can you can really open it up to any page, uh, and find something really interesting. Uh, and I I think you're totally right. This is the, this is the perfect probably gift for someone who is is maybe on their way to college. Uh, or, you know, a high school student, or, or really anyone who's just interested in, in current scientific research. Uh, but thank you so much.
1: Thank you.